0: you. Mm-hmm. Campfire. Tales of the Strange and Unsettling.
1: This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin.
0: Welcome, campers, to Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling presents... The 2023 year in review... We're your hosts,
1: I'm Ryan, and I'm Jordan. <laughs> <sighs> what it's a, been a year. <laughs> what a mess
0: of an intro there. Wow. But you know what? I'm going to leave it because it's the end, well, the beginning of a new year. So end, it is. Of a, end of a previous year intro to a new year. I don't know. It doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> it's been a hell of a year, honestly. It's, yes. It's been a very busy year it's gone by incredibly fast, stupidly fast, and that's ah
0: uh, like it seems like just last month it was the summer.
1: now it's cold that's true, yeah, and it's about to be very cold. Uh, I don't even want any of that. Real winter hasn't even begun.
0: I don't want real winter, yeah, <laughs> Give me all the global warming you know i'll take the I'll take the very very mild winter,
1: yeah, I mean it's basically been fall weather up until now, and I love it.
0: I haven't complained about I mean, it in the once. cold end of
1: fall, but yeah i um I was pretty annoyed the other day when I went outside, and it was like fifty eight degrees. Show your mouth, I went out with like gloves on. <laughs> And I was like what the fuck is happening out here? <laughs> why
0: would you Why did you walk out in gloves regardless? Well, I mean, you know it's I got not up like and snow I, on
1: the ground. Well, I got I got up and was like half asleep. I woke my kids up for school, got them ready, all that. It was like a rushed morning where we ro- woke up a little late. It must be and 30. And I didn't even check zero. the temperature. Well, it's fucking the end of December, you know what I mean? Like I was I was expecting it to be cold. So,
0: but how, how cold was it the day before that? I mean, reasonable.
1: It was like, yeah. The morning before it was like upper 30s, like it's supposed to be in the morning. Yeah. And then I went out and it was fucking upper 50s at like 7 a.m.
0: Yeah. People are out there in like t shirts and shorts and.
1: So stupid. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I like the cold. I'm, I'm ready for January and February. I like
0: the cool. I like I think I think a lot of it comes down to Indiana's so gloomy during the winter and it's not even beautiful gloomy. Like I love a nice, dreary, gloomy, rainy day. Yeah. But like there's like a conversation I've had recently, there's like just no sunlight. So I mean if, yeah. maybe if there was, it would make the winter seem, you know, a lot more at least aesthetically nice.
1: pleasing. Yeah, I mean, we have that, like, grimy rust belt gloom. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, This region, especially this part of Indiana, it's basically, uh, we're alternating between, this time of year we're alternating between barren fields and factories. Right, yeah. Yep. That's, so, yeah, it's pretty gloomy. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful sunsets, though.
0: I mean, yeah, that's we true. We have those that's down. True. After
1: sunsets in Indiana are fucking something to behold.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I also would like to take a moment and just appreciate our listeners for bearing with us through the holiday season. Uh, we did take the last week off, uh, which we didn't do yep. the prior last two years. Um, yeah. but we felt it was it was warranted and well deserved. You know, we had a lot yeah. uh, a lot going on. We had a busy year, and you know, to take that last week off has been very, very, very nice. But with yeah, that yeah, said, it's,
1: it's we're gonna come back refreshed and ready, exactly for this year. Absolutely, yeah, I'm excited too. We're gonna get into some weird shit this year. Like we're gonna go deep on some stuff. So I, I'm really psyched about what's to come. I'm ready to get weird, absolutely.
0: And stay tuned for our OnlyFans pages.
1: <laughs> so weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like we talk about um, OnlyFans
0: a lot, like we're promoting them at this point. It's true. It's true. Whatever. I wonder how
1: many people have checked to see if we're actually (laughs) on there.
0: (laughs) They don't know our names
1: on there yet, though.
0: That's the thing.
1: Yeah. Only a glutton for punishment would look for that. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Anyhow. Um, So the big thing we're doing today is... We're going to do a series of top five lists from 2023, right? So we're going to do our top five movies of the year, top five albums of the year, top five games of the year, top five podcasts of the year, and then our top five episodes of our show for the year, right? Now that's... Not things that are necessarily released in 2023. It's things that we discovered in 2023. Things that were new to us in 2023. Right. Yeah. So it's important to note. Yeah, you might see some things on... You might hear some things on the list. You're probably not going to see it. But you might hear some things on the list that you're not going to see or hear on other top five lists because... They may have come out in 1971, but they, you know, affected us in 2023. You know, I can honestly say I didn't have any of those. I try to think have of like what
0: <laughs> it, what, you know, I discovered this year that I'd never discovered before. Yeah. And I mainly it's all just new shit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of my stuff is fairly new. I think some of the stuff is from maybe a few years old the things I I'm, I'm sort of late to the party on a lot of stuff so you probably get a few of those yeah in my list okay nothing I mean, 50 years old though <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be one of those weirdos that like just discovered like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross for the first time in 2023 right like right or just watch The Shining for the first time none of that I mean, I can't imagine being one of those. <laughs> My wife is one of those. There's like, you know, like when you're young and you meet a girl and she has never experienced any of the things that you love, you know, and you like go through that, that time period where you're like, oh, I got to show you that movie. I got to show you this band. Yeah. Yeah. My wife has been like that for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, nah, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you like what you like, it's fine. Yeah. She's one of those people that decided everything she loves when she was like by the time she was twenty. And then just sticking with that.
0: That's I mean that's pretty like I guess that's devotion to I don't really yeah, know. Maybe. It's, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like every four <laughs> or five years a new band will like crack the shell and make right. it in to her playlists. It's it's not very often. Okay. Yeah. The the last one that I'm proud of was Polyphia. She actually listens to lots of Polyphia now. I like get in her car and you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird because it's it their music doesn't go with anything else, right? li- Yeah, and it's gorgeous all the time. I mean I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. Well you want to get into these? Um, what do you want to
0: do first? You know, I for sure do. What do you want to do um, first? You, let's just work our way down. We'll do top five movies. Okay. I guess we you can go start with your number five,
1: but, but we'll go top <laughs> five movies. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Um, hmm. Mine are in no specific order. They're just all well, in there lame. of like top five <laughs> for what I've watched. Okay. Let me. I'll put them in. I'll put them in order. Okay. All right. I actually have seven. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Ryan. <laughs> because a couple of them were like I, I couldn't I couldn't decide what was better. So okay. I'm gonna say my number five or number seven would be the new Mario Bros. movie. Okay. It was fantastic and it was awesome to see that come together as like proper animation from what we see from the games these days and everything. Um of right. course it has nothing on the original live action movie, but <laughs> it was course incredible
1: and i enjoyed every minute of it i i um i'll be honest with you i w- i put that on and i fell asleep like 20 minutes in and i never got a chance to go back to it you need to do yourself a favor yeah i'll finish it eventually you should well it made your top 7 list so <laughs> i'm definitely going <laughs> to i'm definitely going to give it a shot now yeah yeah as you should all right what about you your top 5 yeah yeah my number 5 is one that really surprised me So, it's called Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Okay? Huh. Okay. Yeah. So, when I first heard about this movie, like, I assumed it would just be dog shit like so many D&D movies before. Yeah. Right? Like, they're all terrible. Yeah. Um, But I was shocked by how good it actually was. Okay. Like, it's basically just a great fantasy action movie with lots of little cool Easter eggs for, like, actual D&D nerds. Cool. Scattered in. Right. It's like simple and fun. I I loved it and did not fall asleep. So worth a watch. <laughs> Thumbs up. Yeah. I've, I've seen it in passing, but I've always been like, this is probably gonna be dog shit. Yeah. That's what I assumed too. <laughs> I, yeah, but right. I, I gave it a chance and I, I had a great time with it.
0: All right. So I'm going to move down my list, uh, move along with my list. Um, competing for the same spot at number, we're going to call this five would be strays. It was stupidly funny. Okay. Um, I was laughing through the entire thing. Um, it's very much an adult movie, so don't let your children watch it unless you don't mind the language and dogs just literally having sex with everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it was extremely funny and well worth well worth a watch, and also a fantastic cast. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I've seen this one advertised a lot. I've never watched it. You should. I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it funny. too. Yeah. Good. It's sort of like your your reaction to the D&D movie. I assumed it would just be like another junkie like attempt at
0: it's not the, the like, like raunchy
1: animated there, I mean know. there's
0: a purpose and like there's a whole like yeah you know, like the storyline is plot. decent, right? The plot the
1: plot's good. It's silly, okay. but it's good. And so, yeah, it's worth it. Nice. All right. So, my number 4 spot goes to The Killer. It's uh Michael Fassbender it's a David Fincher movie. It's so fucking good. I it's haven't even heard of that one. Basically. I don't think. Yeah. Like the premise is like an assassination attempt goes wrong and the assassin ends up on the run. It's sort of like a classic, you know, premise that you'd see in like a random B movie, B action movie, you know? Okay. But except this is David fucking Fincher. So of course it's like, it isn't that simple. Right. It's like hypnotic and weird and also super suspenseful. And Michael Fassbender, I honestly think it's like his best performance ever. Nice. It's Yeah. It's it's such a good movie. Highly recommend. Well, excellent.
0: Uh moving along with my also competing for 5th place. <laughs> um I'm going to say whew. See, this is this is this one was tough. Um I'm 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 kinda going back now. Alright, I'm just gonna throw it in. And it kinda sucks that I'm throwing it in in that competing for fifth, but was no one will save you. Because okay. it was remarkable. Fantastic alien movie. Also super freaky, like, you know, I mean it was had like that scare factor and some jump scares and it was really, it was really good and it was tough to, yeah, yeah. it's tough to keep it at that spot, but I think my others, I don't know. I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah,
1: but good. yeah, I loved it. Yeah. It was really good. It was fantastic. I loved that one. That one almost made my list. Like it's, it's rare that a movie in that genre actually holds my attention for an hour and a half, but yeah. that one did. Yeah, It's it's, the like design of the aliens mm -hmm. is makes the whole movie worth watching. It's like it's
0: uh, yeah. And it's just that all the sounds and everything are what make the movie too. Like, and, and it's so quiet. Like it reminds me like a lot of what they did with the quiet place and stuff like that.
1: But like, yeah, there's what, there's what, like three or four lines of dialogue through the whole movie. Yeah, Yeah, It's very, very, very minimal. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's so good. Which made it artsy enough to for me to feel cool while I was watching it, you know? <laughs> right. It's, yeah, it's a great movie. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Solid choice. What about I'm you? I'm excited to see your top 4 if that's at your number 5. All right. Yeah. So, my number 3 is the exact opposite of No One Will Save You. It's um it's a movie called The Holdovers. It's Okay. Like, uh, the guy who directed Sideways, you remember the, the Paul Giamatti movie Sideways where he's the wine connoisseur guy? Yeah. Um, it's another Paul Giamatti movie. I've not heard of this one. Um, dude, it's really good. It's, it's really good. He plays this like, and again, this is sort of like a pretty, it's pretty standard fare as far as the premise. So like Paul Giamatti plays this like grumpy, lonely, weird looking teacher at a private high school. And it's set in 1970. Like, mid-Vietnam War. Yeah. But he plays this um, high school teacher who's, like, known as a hard-ass. Nice. Right? Okay. Like, none of, the, none of the students like him. And there's this, like, brilliant kid who's always in trouble. But, like, the kid, he's... Because it's a private high school, the kids live on campus, right? Um, and over the holiday season, his parents... Basically are like, we don't want him to come home. So he's, the kid is the only kid in the high school who has to stay over for the holidays. He's a holdover. Okay. And Paul Giamatti draws the short straw and has to stay and like keep an eye on him. Right. Over the holdover. And it's like brilliant. Like super fucking good. I mean, the acting is, I mean, it's Paul Giamatti. It's crazy good acting the really it's a really solid Christmas movie okay it's like it's probably one I'll watch again next year around the holidays nice
0: yeah I'll have to remember it yeah it's great all right so moving on to to my list I guess for my number four spot I would have to say the Pope's Exorcist was Shit. really, really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly good. And I, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. But like after that, I I started immediately looking up all the books and stuff that the uh, that um, the the father, I can't remember his name right now, uh, but that he wrote during his time doing exorcisms and stuff like that. And cause he has a lot of them. A lot lot of them are out that, like, I really want to, uh, I really want to go over some of them when we actually get to some more, some more, like, exorcism cases and, uh, things like that, which, because, I mean, there's some crazy, crazy shit that he, uh, that he saw and talks about, and so, but yeah, that one stood out to me. Scary? Um... If you believe in demonic possession, yes. Okay. Cool.
1: Yeah. I like it. I know I recently found a podcast. I haven't listened to it, but I I recently found, actually read an article about the podcast or that mentioned it, that there's a podcast that is basically breaking down all of his books. Like that's the whole podcast. I mean, I'm not surprised. Going over case by case. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's a, there's a lot of them.
1: Yeah. That's, that's cool. So I'm at number two.
0: Okay. You want me to go? My second favorite movie ahead? of the year.
1: All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that.
0: I'll, I'll do another. I'll you do could another do... before you get to your yeah. two. All right. Yeah, so let's hear your three. My third is gonna be uh, the Exorcist believer, the new Exorcist movie.
1: I haven't even heard of that.
0: Really. Yeah, it's is it, it like just came the out Exorcist this year,
1: colon believer.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: okay. And it gotcha.
0: takes place after the the original movies uh with uh Linda yeah. Blair. And yep. the mom uh the mom is actually in this movie and makes a makes a short cameo. Um, which I don't want to give anything away about her parts, but they're awesome. Uh, but it's actually, t- it's about these two girls that they're, they end up going out into the woods and disappear for several days and are found, uh, found several days later and think that they were just out for like an hour. Um, and of course they become possessed. Yeah. So yeah. And they're possessed together. Nice. Like they're tied to each other, I think which, I is, have seen... which is really cool.
1: I think I have seen ads for it. And the girls look pretty fucked up, right? It's I think it's actually on Peacock right now. Yeah. So you should check it out. I'll check that out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So that
0: brings me to... Three, two... I have two more.
1: Okay, me too. All right. All right. So my number two is Killers of the Flower Moon. (laughs) <laughs> i've not heard of Dude. that either seriously yeah okay so about this movie i will say three things all right just three statements okay leonardo dicaprio okay lily lily gladstone and is this the martin scorsese's yes the newer one martin scorsese's best film of all time it so is I think the I best know what movie you're martin scorsese has now. ever made
0: okay yeah I just didn't remember dude, the title.
1: I mean, obviously Scorsese is one of the best filmmakers of I mean, all time. Obviously, Right. This is the best movie he's ever made. Okay. Hands down. It's like, without hesitation, I will say it is the best movie he's ever made. It's, it's dude. It's just so good. You have to watch it. Watch it.
0: I remember seeing the trailer and sa- saying, I want to check this out. Yeah. So now that I know which one you're talking about, I will, I will for sure.
1: Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's like, I think, I know I said, I would only say three things about it, but like (laughs) the, I think what, I think what sets it apart from his other movies, because obviously he's a master of, of filmmaking, but like there's an extra attention to aesthetics in this movie. That just like it, the movie itself visually is beautiful from beginning to end. Like every scene is beautiful. So yeah, nice. Just absolutely watch it.
0: I w- I will. I will. All right. I think uh, right. my next, my number two, is going to be Evil Dead Rise. And such, it's a great movie. And I know I've talked about it on several episodes and at least on a couple of Patreon episodes um that yeah. it's not like it's not like a direct continuation but it's also it's like more so like an evil dead it's like an evil dead movie in that world right, right. but it's uh yeah I mean it's kind of standalone but if of course it does continue like the franchise and it's brutal it's gory it's funny. Like everything that I'd want out of an Evil Dead movie, it trumped. And I loved it. That's awesome. I loved it. So everybody did super well. And there's also a scene with the cheese grater. You have to watch it.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's still on my to be watched list. Well, you should. You should watch it. That's, yeah. I think
0: it's on Max still. I'm not sure yeah okay
1: yeah I'll, I'll definitely have to get to that you ready for number one yeah all right my number one movie of 2023 was asteroid city
0: asteroid city i know the name why am i not thinking
1: of i'm gonna have to look it up because it's the new wes anderson movie it's the okay the yeah, yeah. i, s- anderson I movie. saw
0: i saw this yeah. and i plan to watch it but i haven't haven't gotten a chance to yet
1: yeah Yeah, it's on my list. You will fucking love this movie. You'll love it. It looked really good. I'm a huge sucker for Wes Anderson. Yeah, duh. Like I'm a huge nerd for his movies. This might be the most Wes Anderson that Wes Anderson has ever been. Like it is. He is a very quintessential Wes Anderson. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's aesthetic. Right. Like he has that that aesthetic with all of his movies, and. Not a single performance by an actor in this movie is like anything less than brilliant. Sweet. It's it's I mean it has so a stellar good. cast plus so plus aliens. Can't beat it. <laughs> yeah. It's dude, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's so it's still one mean, of my to like, be watched if, as well. If you like Wes Anderson, it's a no brainer. Like you have to watch it. I've watched it like 15 times since it came out. Nice. It's it's so good. So good. I haven't liked, I haven't enjoyed a Wes Anderson movie this much since Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, like it, it's up there with that, okay. and well, like, good. the Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, and ah, oh, dude, they're all oh, so yeah. good. But like, yeah, but I, Asteroid City was awesome. My my favorite movie of the year for sure.
0: I have like, a theme going with mine. I had like a couple comedy. And then the rest is <laughs> horror.
1: Um, yeah, I, I don't think anyone who knows you is surprised by that. I'm gonna I finish was expecting this out all horror by one
0: more movie that was absolutely stellar in every aspect. Such an awesome concept. Uh, it was made by, from what I understood, like new filmmakers and like onto the scene and everything um, as like. I mean, it instantly was huge and bought out uh, by a big film company and everything, uh, which is the Australian horror movie. Talk to me. Um, Just again, the concept, everything is so cool and the ending, which some people complained about, I absolutely loved and it was the best way that they could do it. So as a stellar ending, if you're curious,
1: have you talked to me about this before? Well
0: <laughs> I have actually we talked about it on a on a Patreon episode. But basically the premise is Okay Um there's this like viral thing going around of uh the there's like this like like sculpted hand basically like that's reaching out like okay. you yep. know, whatever and people can hold it and they say talk to me And they're instantly like in this like uh they're I can't like it's basically like a high that they get off of it. But they see like right. they're able to see like the dead, and they you know they always see like someone in the room with them, um, and they can only hold yeah. it for so long, otherwise it like consumes them. And so okay. and, and it just becomes this thing that everybody goes and like they you know like they'll go to the parties and stuff to watch people do it, and it's it's all over like TikTok and all this other shit. Um, but like right. such such a cool concept that it's just that but it's enough that nice. like they were able to make like this brilliant movie out of and it's number one for me. And I, I have talked about it again. I've talked about it a few times and that's how much like it yeah. really stood out to me. it was just so good. That's awesome. But yeah, I don't want to get too I, much I away with that. Yeah. It. Okay. So that's my solid list. It's <laughs> my top five plus. some. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good year for movies. It was actually. Yeah. And I mean, and of course I watched a lot of, I, I watch a lot of, I watch a lot of movies. I'm always looking for something to watch. So it's kind of hard for me to come up with that list. And that's why I had the
1: extras. Yeah. Um, just, I'm always looking
0: for something new to watch, you know,
1: so. Totally fair. Totally fair. I, I, I was glad that we decided not to do top five TV shows because I probably <laughs> would have had the same struggle yeah. you had with movies. That one,
0: uh, I mean, I could I could probably list off top five that would like, then I'd be like, oh yes, plus this. Uh, and that one. And also this one. Yeah, yeah it would be way too yep. difficult to do a top five. Yep, same. So what category
1: are we going to next? Let's uh, do games. Okay. You want to go first? You want to start her? Sure. All sure. right. <laughs> So my, uh, my number five is actually, it's sort of a weird choice, but because it's not tech. Yeah, it is. Okay. So number five is the new modes that they added to Fortnite this year. Have you, have you heard about
0: this? I have, and I've only watched my niece play it. I've, I, the, First and last time I played Fortnite was years ago before it was overtaken by like twelve year olds, and I've yeah. never played it since just because of that. But I've had I've had a lot of people actually tell me how good it is now. Um, I just yeah. I haven't I haven't I haven't even tried to go back to it.
1: My uh my wife and my kids all play a lot, so the controller gets passed around the living room. It's one of those games. Um, yeah, but they added. Because obviously it's Fortnite, and in case you don't know, Fortnite is like a battle royale game where you're basically dropped on a map with, you know, 99 other players, and you try to be the last one standing, right? As the area becomes smaller and
0: smaller that you can survive Yeah,
1: Yeah. But this year they added a racing game. Like, this is all within the game. There's a racing mode. Yeah. They added a Legos sandbox. It's like an actual co- collab with Lego. Nice. It's like a, I play a it just big for the big sandbox. Right. And they added a game like Guitar Hero to it. Because a big part of Fortnite is also music. What are they trying to do with this game? Exactly. <laughs> it's like this crazy expansion. And I think... And I might be wrong, but I think it might be the smartest move that I've seen made by a game in a very long oh. time. Like and It's going to be like
0: Roblox. because Roblox now, is one of those that, like, there's so many, like, sub-games that people make modes. using... Right. Using it, and so... Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But, like, you get that same feel where you can play a bunch of different game modes, but they're all, like, expertly crafted. It's not, like, you know, thrown huh. together by a player. Right on. It's... And they're all so good. All the all the modes are fun. Okay, like all of them. Well, so now, have to like Fortnite, has become like four different games well, that's <laughs> in a one. You know, bite
0: the bullet and try it out sometime.
1: That's fun. Okay, it's a lot of fun. Well, cool. I'm into it. All of my other choices for my list are cooler than this one. I'll just say. <laughs> all that. right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well. Let's see, I'll uh, move on to mine. So I'd say my fifth place is going to be Grey Hill Incident, um, which is, it's a survival horror game that's based on an uh, an alien invasion. And it's really cool because you, uh, you basically, and uh, on a farm that you live on, live on with uh, your crazy, uh, what is this, I can't even remember, it's been a while since I've played it at this point uh but regardless you're trying to survive during this alien invasion 1 through 3 as they're basically trying to scoop everybody up and it's like graphic wise it's it's actually really pretty because it's like very dark the aliens look awesome um and it's also a really i don't know you don't get too many alien based like alien games these days where it's based That's on true. like an abduction yeah and this yeah it's it's definitely worth playing for sure and i think it's uh i don't think it's i think it's pretty cheap on steam or i think you can get it on nice. other platforms too i think it's on like xbox and playstation 5 and stuff as well but yeah
1: worth yeah it, it sounds for sure. super cool nice my um my number four spot goes to dredge
0: oh yeah okay
1: you heard of mm-hmm. this yeah yeah so like Visually I love it because it's you know like when you see a AAA game disguised as an indie game. Yeah. Visually, mm-hmm. you know. Like you know exactly what I'm saying. It it sort of looks like that cuz it looks like an indie game, but it's it's a little prettier. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a little cleaner than you expect. Right.
0: That's awesome. But
1: no, I haven't I haven't played it. I haven't played it yet. It's it's really good. So basically like In the game, by day, it's like a super cozy little fishing game. Like, you troll around in your boat, and you're catching fish, and you're salvaging stuff to sell in little shops or to traveling merchants. And it's just, it's like a nice little cozy game. But then, by night, it turns into this, like, super trippy Lovecraftian madness. Yeah. So then at night when you're out there are like sea monsters and ghost ships and spirits and time slips and weird like psychedelic bubbles that you go through and yeah it's it's so much fun nice it's cool yeah Yeah.
0: i mean i i remember checking it out in the graphics i like i really like that art style so yeah i was into it but
1: I, i just haven't tried it out yet yeah it's a lot of fun highly recommend let's see my number
0: four, because I, I, again as we started, I didn't have these in actual, you know, yeah, I didn't have these numbered, so I'm, I'm deciding on the fly here. I would say probably the Resident Evil Four remake. Okay it was good choice it was so good um they i mean honestly i wasn't a big fan of the original resident evil 4 and a lot of people like got into the franchise during that point and so it was like the best one they ever played because they hadn't played one through three um yeah but so i i I played it and i was like oh you know it's 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 whatever like it wasn't resident evil for me because they went a different way with it than they had the original game yeah but with the remake i loved it it was actually really really well done i mean it was it was a lot more polished of course and the story I actually enjoyed finally like it made more sense i think it's because yeah. i wasn't thinking where are all the zombies um yeah you know and because i knew what to expect at this point <laughs> um and i played every yeah. every other one at this point so i know you know i know the direction everything is went. um but yeah, it's fantastic remake and especially for modern uh you know modern consoles and modern uh yeah, whatever tier of graphics and everything. It's uh yeah, well worth it if you haven't played it.
1: Yeah, it's I think Resident Evil 4 is one of those games that a lot of people have a ton of nostalgia for because like you said it was when the series really took off, so it was the first game a lot of people played. Right, and a, in lot of,
0: a lot of, like, people, a lot of, you know, newer gamers-ish, whatever, I don't know how, I, whatever, weren't yeah. old enough when 1, 2, yep. and Nemesis or 3 at all came
1: out, so didn't really get to experience, yeah. you know, what it was like playing those. Yeah, for sure. It's like when a band you've loved from their first EP has, like, their fourth album is when they blew up, so now that's the one that people talk about being the best, you know? Yeah. Always
0: associated with music.
1: Always. Number three. So, um, yeah. My number three is Lies of P. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I've seen a little bit about that game, but I've not invested enough time to really like actually look into it.
1: Yeah. It, it's weird. So like when you hear the, the like elevator pitch for it, it's everyone is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Cause it's basically like dark souls mixed with Pinocchio.
0: Okay. It's, and yeah, I wasn't a big it's, Dark Souls it's fan. Very
1: strange. As <laughs>
0: no, I, I, I yeah, I wasn't. I mean, you know, like all those like
1: dungeon grindy type games. But yeah, it's. I will say, like, if you like games that kick your ass, this is for you. Like, it okay. is just as tough as Dark Souls is. Like, so if you're into that, ten out of ten recommend. It's super pretty. I like it visually. Because Dark Souls was a little dark for, I mean, no it's pun intended. Name. It was a little dark for me visually. Yeah, like it's very gritty. It's very like it reminds me of like old, old fantasy games. They didn't have really didn't cool bother, boss like, fights though. They did very cool boss fights, but like actually making your way through the map, it reminded me of old, like old school, old school fantasy games where they're like, yeah, you don't really need to see this hallway, right? <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and yeah, Dark Souls feels like, felt like that to me. So I was never really r- comfortable while I'm playing, which I guess, you know, that's part of it. Yeah. I think that's, that sure, you're on right. edge the yeah. whole time you're playing. Yeah. But visually, I like this game better. Nice. I was more comfortable playing it, but it's just as, just as tough, I'll say. It doesn't really sound like something up
0: my, you know.
1: Yeah, probably not. It's really sort of like a Dark Souls with like an, Anime twist on Pinocchio. It's very much like an anime style visually. Okay, um, I love anime, but,
0: but uh, you know. yeah,
1: big big crazy swords and right, like almost like Final Fantasy style swords, almost. Yeah, and yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, never made it to the end, but I, I enjoyed <laughs> playing it. <laughs> Let's see,
0: my number three is going to be Hogwarts Legacy. Excellent, beautiful. I mean, it's something that any Harry Potter fan has wanted since like the original movie came out, like, and then they started yeah. making the games and stuff. They just, they were, I mean, they were, they were fun. I played them all like, but they all sucked, Ryan. They <laughs> did. They did suck. I agree. <laughs> but at the time yeah. I yeah. enjoyed them, but like, I mean, it was the best we were going to get. Exactly. And for this yeah. to actually get to see Hogwarts and all its glory plus yep. like ever, Yeah it's just awesome like getting to go into like hogsmeade and just troll around and
1: yep (laughs) i love hang out on the quidditch on the on the the quidditch Quidditch. pitch yeah yeah
0: they haven't they haven't incorporated quidditch into it but there is a another game i'm I'm currently in the beta for i think i'm allowed to talk about it yeah i don't know if i don't (laughs) remember i know at first it was like an nda thing but um which is just quidditch champions yeah. Uh, which is a new Quidditch game that'll be coming out sometime, uh, which is really, well, really fun. Well, you find fun. out
1: you're not allowed to talk about it... We will scratch the snip. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll double check. I think it's allowed. Um, But that's, that's, cool, that's coming. I, that's coming I, eventually. I,
1: I, really, I really enjoyed that game, too. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. For sure.
0: So good. And just everything about it is beautiful. And just the story is great. And... I mean, I, I've been watching some possible leaks slash spoilers, maybe about the upcoming maybe Hogwarts Legacy two or a new game like horror game Update. in the franchise. Um, I don't Ooh, know. Okay, so we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yeah, that sounds cool. My um my number two is Octopath Traveler two, which I'm okay. I was obsessed with. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played like.
0: The first... I haven't played that either. Have you played either nope. of them?
1: But I know I okay, know what they so are. the first yeah. one... Yeah. The first one I loved, but it had some problems, let's say. Like, the level design was super repetitive. It had, like, narratives that got boring and sort of also repetitive. And some of the characterizations were, like, awkward and weird. I think it was, like, a localization issue, you know? But, like, the sequel fixed every one of those problems. Nice. So like it's still it still sort of hits all the notes that people that love classic JRPGs. Right. You know, yeah. the, all the notes that they're looking for. But it's like it's constantly challenging your expectations it's Just also. another story Final up, Fantasy like, game. That's what all those it, games l- remind me of. it looks that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean visually it definitely is. And you're still, like, you're collecting eight party members. You're going through each of their storylines until they all come together, right? It's the standard setup. But in this one, because in the first one, you would go through a storyline, and then you'd feel like when you go through the next person's, like, this is very similar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the process for each of them was there were maybe, like, three or four different character types, and all of them had had very similar storylines. But this one... Every character has very unique storyline that's not like any others and it's it always keeps you on your toes. It's super fun. Nice. That's awesome. So I sank, I sank probably like 150 hours into that game this year. So yeah. Nice. That's why it's number 2.
0: Yeah. My number 2 would have to be Spider-Man 2. The the new one. Yeah um yep. visually beautiful i loved the first one and the miles morales one and this one takes place shortly after and has both peter parker and miles morales in it and like i, I haven't i haven't finished it yet so i i can't say how the ending is um but i it's been been just as good if not better than both uh the first and Miles was so yeah. yeah. I mean I'll I'll leave it at that I, because again i I've, I've not I've not gotten all the way through yet. But it's been probably I, one of the best I feel, games I played this year.
1: I feel like much like the Harry Potter game you mentioned, this this new generation of Spider Man games is like what we wanted when we were kids Oh without a doubt dude. you know what I mean? Yes. Like Yeah. Cause we had so many Spider Man video games growing up and most of them were terrible. Yeah. Like other than Maximum Carnage, there was not a single good Spider-Man game released before this.
0: And, like, the story, like, the storylines are just, like, the plot, everything is great. Like, the combat is a lot of fun. And just everything yep. about it is
1: so good. Like, I mean, it's... And, like, navigating the map is a blast. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's... that's the That was the big problem it's with huge. the Spider-Man games <laughs> when we were kids, is, like... You didn't, though like, there wasn't there like that n- open they couldn't world figure concept, out how to,
0: right. That you get yeah. from the newer ones.
1: And, and, and also they never figured out the mechanic of the like swinging, the web swinging to make it fun. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it was always so hard in those old Spider-Man games that it wasn't fun. You like, know what If I'm mean? bored,
0: I'm just flying around the town.
1: Yeah. Just swinging, swinging around. around the town. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Excellent choice. Number one for you? All right. My number one game this year is Coral Island. Coral Island. I
0: know that one, too. Why can't I think of...
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up, because I know I'll know it as soon as I see the cover. It is all the best parts of Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing, but bigger. Like, more to do, more people, more detailed courting with all the, you know, all the, like, romance options. Like, it's super... Dude, it's like... I haven't played Stardew since it came out. Which is Well something. Have you ever played Palea? Palea is a new one. Yeah. And it's
0: like yeah. it's it's huge right now. I played it I played it as it was in beta. I haven't played since at this point. And might still be yeah. in development, I'm not sure. Uh but uh, yeah, it it's it's one of those very much you know, much like those those types like life sim games and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Cozy. Yeah, very cozy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot about Paleo. I haven't actually played it.
0: But it's like quote unquote Um, and it's not an MMO. But it's like there's multiplayer. So you you can walk around and like see other players and stuff and you have housing and all that.
1: Yeah. See, I think what really got me with Coral Island is the mechanics are so similar to Stardew. Like they managed to upgrade it visually.
0: I mean, yeah, it's not like without, the pixel pixel graphics or anything like that. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. They managed to upgrade it without changing all the mechanics of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, the farming is still easy. It's like, there, Um, my wife for a while was playing a game that was, it was like Stardew, but the mechanics were much less precise. Right? So, like, the farming was kind of a pain in the ass, because it was always hard to, like, figure out exactly where you were gonna hit on the ground Uh, yeah yeah you know like what you were grabbing yeah um my time in porsche that's what it's called ah yep she was playing that yeah and it's a similar sort of thing where you're like mining and you're farming and you're like crafting things and you're yeah but like it was much more loose the mechanics were much looser and it made it a pain in the ass to play, in my opinion. So it, I never really stuck to it. But this one, this one is the best of both. And nice. it's cool that they mixed in some of the Animal Crossing stuff. Like, there's a big thing about, like, ocean conservation. So you, like, dive and you're, like, yeah, you're finding things in the ocean. But you're also, like, you're cleaning up the, the shoreline, the ocean, like you while you're Animal Crossing. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's my yeah. favorite. It's, just yeah. taking all the shit you it's find out it's excellent, though. yeah yeah museum as much as aquarium. like i said i've Same yeah. difference yeah there's a museum where you donate where you donate fish that you've caught and like uh butterflies nice. that you've caught in the net and all that um but like i said i've put like 150 hours into octopath traveler 2 i've actually i've made coral island number 1 because i've played it more yeah so, like, yeah. See, like, I can't like, say, like, I've I mean,
0: invested so many hours in it, because I, I mean, I still play WoW as well. So, like, that's, like, yeah. my primary yeah. game that I play. And I play a lot of other ones as well. You play a lot,
1: yeah. I was gonna say, you play a lot more games than I do, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you move around a yeah. lot between games more. Yeah. I uh, get stuck on a game, and I don't want to play anything but that see, game I'm, for, like, months.
0: It's tough for me to do that, because, like, I'll get, like, to a point where I, like, I can't get past, or, like... That, like, I start to... I need something else just because, like, I've invested a lot of time in this. And so I want to, like, you know, divert my attention somewhere elsewhere. Whatever. Yeah. Which brings me to my number one for the year. Which is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Which uh, is probably the best game that I have played this year. That includes everything else that I've played, including WoW. 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 (laughs) <laughs> it's beautiful. I, I loved Breath of the Wild. And like, and you know, I, I'm I'm a sucker for the Zelda franchise regardless. It's that and Resident Evil are my two favorite franchises in existence. And so sure. like it just I I like when Breath of the Breath of the Wild came out, I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel about it because it wasn't so like um you know it didn't didn't follow like a specific like there was no like real quest line, right? Like no like linear whatever. Yeah. It was just all open. And then yep. Tears of the Kingdom, like they built on that so much better. The mechanics and stuff, like I mean, like the new like crafting mechanics are absolutely brilliant, and you can use them to do anything, including boss fights. Um, yeah, you know, and like it's just extremely innovative, in my opinion. And the story is just beautiful. So Yeah, it doesn't get any better. I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna top it.
1: I imagine they will.
0: Oh well, I'm sure they they will somehow. But yeah, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how. Because it's like everything that like you know, there were gripes about Breath of the Wild, as as big and as loved as the game was, of course, there's always gonna be gripes about anything. But like all of those, in my opinion, yeah. were resolved in Tears of the Kingdom like a thousand percent. And so I don't know, man, it's going to be, see.
1: Tough. I've never been a Zelda fan and I even considered playing this one. Cause it looks so fucking yeah,
0: good. It's beautiful.
1: Like, yeah. Graphic wise. I might end uh, up giving that one a shot. Yeah. And just like the combat looks really cool. Oh, yeah, like you said, the sure. crafting mm-hmm. looks really, really interesting. Yeah. I'm um, Yeah i might actually this might be the first zelda game that i really give you sure an and effort. you don't
0: have to play breath uh. of the wild to uh, to play it yeah it picks up okay. after but it's like it's like oh we saved you know we saved zelda then it's like boom she's gone again so what do we do it's like a whole you know it's a yeah it's the same same kind of concept that the stories play
1: on but yeah. better the mario setup <laughs> yeah exactly or Peach disappears again at the end. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um Peaches, peaches, peaches. Yeah, that's good because I have zero interest in Breath of the Wild. Like Then I would I would highly recommend
0: I, picking it up.
1: Yeah. The same way you don't like the like grimy dungeon crawler games. Yeah. Like I I hate the just no linear concept at all, just open world. Just they just drop you yeah. in the map and like there you it's, go. It's
0: tough. It's tough because like I like having a storyline that I'm following and like knowing oh I need to go this place next yep. and then after that I'm gonna go do this. Yep. But at the same time, yeah, having you the wanna... freedom to play the game how you want to play it is is also yeah. really cool too.
1: See that's that's why I never got into the um, Fallout games. Yeah. Well, I could never get into those because it's just like they give you a storyline at the beginning and then they're like go wherever you want. But you
0: can follow the main Unless, quest line of that game in a pretty linear fashion.
1: Yeah, so but like it's it's always I always have trouble with games like getting into games where like Basically, the designer is like, you'll know you're in the wrong place if you have no shot at surviving even a brief encounter. Right. You know what I mean? They give you so
0: many opportunities for side quests and everybody else that wants you to go out and do something for them that you get lost during that. But that's also how you explore the world, right?
1: Sure. Yeah, I I get the concept. I just, I like a little little more linear design to a game. That was also my problem with Metal Gear Solid 5. Oh, yeah. Because I love the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Yeah. But, like, they were always super linear. It was the first, like, three, especially, were, like, straight lines. Literally. Like, you get dropped in a mission, you finish the mission. You get dropped in the next mission. right? And 5 was, they drop you in the middle of the Iraqi desert, and they're like, go wherever you want. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Tough, tough for me. Yeah. Um, so I have an honorable mention okay. for games. What's that? <clears throat> it's um, it's only an honorable, uh, it's only an honorable mention because it's not a video game. It's a card game. All right. So it's and it's so it's so fucking fun, dude. So I'm obviously I'm like a huge nerd for this shit. Like I've been playing Magic: The Gathering since the early 2000s. Yeah. Like you can smirk. I have no trouble. That's all right. I, I have no trouble played, admitting that. I actually played
0: Pokemon cards and not just collected them as a kid. So you know, which yeah. now like that's, well, I, I never. Pokemon cards are coming back like full swing now, like heavy, heavy. Oh, they are. Uh, yeah, like all they of our friends are. are now rebuilding decks, and I'm I've been considering <laughs> yeah. it, and it kind of sucks. But anyhow, so you can keep going.
1: This this new game is called Lorcanna. And it's basically Magic the Gathering, but it's built around Disney lore. Right? And it's... Okay, so basically, like, when I started playing Magic in the early 2000s, the game was already, like, over a decade old. Right. Right? So they already had developed, like, a ton of mechanics, and the game was already super intricate. But with this, it's what I'm enjoying is, like, because it just started... So seeing them slowly, like, roll out new mechanics and make the game more complicated, like, being there for it, it's it's been a lot of fun. Nice. So my wife and I have been playing for the last, like, couple months, and we even go down to our local game shop and play on Saturdays. Oh, yeah? With other nerds. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's super fun. But, um i'm hoping the game really like catches on yeah because there have been a ton of like there have been a ton of like there was like a my hero academia card game that was big for like three months and then it disappeared they're like all these little side ones that that don't last long right. so i'm hoping this one actually catches on because it's a great game nice it is it's okay. a lot of fun and disney's lore obviously is massive i mean so you might as well, to draw from. since
0: you like life Sam, you might as well play dreamlight valley
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: takes place in the Disney universe so.
1: oh you mean um what's it's, it called it's Dreamlight Valley it's the uh it's the Disney oh, yeah. like life um yeah yeah that one's pretty fun too that's what I've heard the farming's not bad in yeah. that one either yeah yeah my wife plays that more than I do but like it's it's pretty fun I started playing it and then like two weeks later um Coral Island came out nice. so I stopped playing it all right top five albums I feel like I'm gonna be just as like just as laser focused on one genre as you were with movies yeah you had like a couple couple little outside of horror I'm gonna have a couple little outside of sad cowboy music (laughs) I have
0: like a couple from uh, each kind of genre that I well I mean I don't know they're, they're kind of all over the place really cool so cool you want to start out? I'll start out with this one. Um, right. My number five, I think, is going to be Coco Moon from Al City, uh, the new Al City album, which was really good. Um, a lot of us waited. I've I've been an Al City fan for a long time. I'll admit it. I I've, I've loved everything he's ever done, especially older Al yeah. City stuff. Um, and a lot of like a lot of the uh, new Coco Moon album reminds me. Uh, it has like vibes from old City, at least like ocean Eye stuff uh mixed with a lot of like kind of the newer direction he's went um but like very very brilliant catchy like catchy lyrics and you know I, the thing I think I love about his lyrics is they're like they're very like subtle but me very like what metaphorical in a sense. Yeah. And he continues that with this album and like every every song is just very upbeat and really good. And it was an awesome nice. Like an awesome you know, I guess return to doing music again. So
1: Yeah. I think catchy catchy has always been his bread and butter. Right. But Mm -hmm. he does it in this way that's like you can also tell it's the songs are really well written. It's not just like catchy for the sake of catchy, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. I agree
1: Alright, I wasn't expecting Owl City right off the bat <laughs> Well, there you go, you got I it. haven't even thought about them in years I mean, I I guess him I listened them, to a lot but... of the
0: same music I listened to in, you know, the 2000s
1: Yeah, alright my uh, My number 5 is Which blows me away that this is number 5 It's been a great year for music So it's like an album I was waiting on all year And it ended up number 5, which is super cool and that's uh, Tyler Childers, Rustin' in the Rain. Nice. Nice. Dude, this, this album is so, it's like, it's so different from the stuff he's done before. Yeah. It's like, it's it almost feels like an ode to like Elvis. Huh. Which is- I can get it's behind super that. super interesting. Yeah. It's like Elvis and like the sort of Conway Twitty era of the yeah. country- You know, like you can, when you listen to a lot of the songs, you can almost see him holding one of those like really long, skinny microphones, (laughs) you know, like that era of country right? Um, with the like, um, pastel blue suits and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I I love it. Beginning to end. Like my favorite song from the album is In Your Love. Okay. It's so good. Nice. So good. That's my number
0: five. Nice. I mean, I I expected him to have some place in your your top your top year. Everything I've listened to, oh, yeah. I've, everything I've listened to from has been good though. So I'll give you that. Oh yeah. Um. Let's see. I'd say my number four is actually a recent discovery, and I'm gonna go ahead and just say all of mine are all 2023 albums. 2023. So all yeah. came, all came out this year. Um, Mine are too Because I, I just decided to go that yeah. route Like I mean newer music newer games Like it yeah. it's easier to do that than you know So yeah. um, but yeah So I'd say my number four Is one that I've recently fell upon By um The guy that goes by Paper Planes Not to be mistaken with Paper Kites But Paper Planes okay. And it's like It's very folky like He writes a lot of more like a lot of music that just doesn't have any vocals might have some like humming and like some ooze like whatever in it but a lot of it's like you would you would hear it in like a soundtrack uh the background of a movie or a tv show um but the he recently came out with an ep this year called losing streak and it's absolutely beautiful it's not just all all instrumental it's uh like it's all vo- like vocal stuff. The lyrics are super heartfelt, just really, really good. Um, there's some, like a lot of like falsetto mixed with like his like kind of lighter, airy, breathy, lower, like lower vocals that just mesh so, so good. And I can't get enough of it. It's like a four song EP, but just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah. I'm, my, uh, my number four is Coulter Wall, Little Songs. Okay. It's super fucking good. The song Standing Here is, I mean, if you know Coulter Wall, you, like, you know, that like super low baritone mm. and it's like blues driven country, but it's like stripped down. Yeah. It's dude. It's so, it's so good. Again, it's a, it's a short, it's an EP. Right. But it's brilliant so good i've listened to it so many times nice
0: let's see we're at number three yep i'd say my number three for this year is an ep again yeah uh from a band called 408 which i've just discovered this year and i love i found them from tiktok they they were doing silly tiktok videos where, like they would all like grab their instruments like unplugged and everything and just start playing to like their their song that was playing you know in the background or whatever um but like yeah diving into them they're absolutely brilliant and uh very 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 pop punk um but their EP generational and i know i've i've said i there's uh one of the songs that i i've i've told you about it a couple times um like it, it, i told you about the the their tiktok video where like they walk up to this guy's mom and it's uh he's like what's your name or something and she's like oh my name's Summer and the song's like I got a crush on Summer and then it's like just talking about yeah, yeah. uh but like so nice. good and just really stupidly catchy I mean you can't listen to that EP or any other music without like instantly being able to sing along at least the chorus um yeah yeah really really good again they're called 408
1: that's what makes good pop punk right yeah I mean, they're they're really, gotta good, be catchy really shit. good pop-punk. Yeah. Nice. So my number three is my one uh, not country All right. album on the list. Which is? And it's actually a band led by a friend of ours, David Chastain. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's uh, Shipwreck Carpathos. Shipwreck Carpathos. Carpathos. That's it. Carpathos. Carpathos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shipwreck Carpathos. Yeah. Um the album is called Being Human. And this made my list because I it's just always on in the background since it came out. Like I'm obviously like these guys like I said, David Chastain, the their band leader, chief songwriter, he's an old friend of ours. Yeah. He's actually been on for a uh, fireside chat. Um I think almost two years ago now. Yeah,
0: it was one of, our, came on. one of our first
1: ones. Yeah, he came on to tell stories of when he was a the camp shadow, counselor telling ghost stories. The shadow, uh, It yeah. was a
0: shadow people one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And this band sort of started out as like an instrumental post-rock band like Saxon Shore and Explosions in the Sky. But like, they've become so much more than that. Like this new album is, it's like a full-blown concept. Yeah. With like gorgeous art, and storyboarding and shit to go along with it like it's amazing. And yeah. also we've been waiting like 6 fucking years for this album to come out.
0: Musical I mean they're it's literally
1: like 6 years. They
0: they're very they're very very good. I mean like it's it's all structure wise very well put together. Yeah. Really good oh, yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. They they really took their time with it. You can tell. Like the early stuff was was obviously stuff that David had written over the first like twenty years of his life. Right. You know, and it's like stuff he'd he'd built along the way. But this album, like, they really took their time. They spent months in the studio. A big like, step from working out every little detail
0: from millions of hero and living room record. When, I, was with, when, oh, when yeah. I played with him with and a couple other guys, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the album was worth the wait is basically what i'm saying like it's it's gorgeous if if you like instrumental stuff or if you even if you don't give it a chance because even people who a lot of people who aren't normally into stuff like this listen to it and are enjoying it so yeah yeah definitely go check them out shipwreck carpathos
0: uh let's see top two all right my number two yeah is from a band that I've discovered over the last, uh, over the last, I think the last two years, called Firewood Island. Um, they released an EP very recently of some stuff that they've been working on over this last year. Absolutely brilliant. The EP is called As Long As I Go, and, like, it just, it's, it's cinematic folk stuff is what it is. Very catchy, very, like, falsetto-y i love those airy falsetto vocals i'm a huge huge sucker for them especially when it comes to like indie like cinematic ambient stuff yeah um and they like yeah it they do it extremely well um it was just him and his him and his uh, now wife uh kind of doing stuff and now they're they're also doing full band stuff which is which is really cool to like see a lot of the songs now as full band instead of more like it was also really cool to watch some of the videos as they were first making it because she would basically hold like a midi controller and do like the different like whether they would be like kicks or different beats and stuff like that throughout the you know and now like they have a full band going and it's absolutely beautiful firewood island i highly 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 recommend them i can't recommend them enough honestly Beautiful, beautiful, excellent beautiful stuff.
1: So many beautifuls. <laughs> um,
0: Let us sit at the end of the uh, the 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 outro that we have where you're talking about um reverence. Like some I can't remember yeah. exactly how you say it, but yeah.
1: Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic stuff.
0: <laughs> something like that, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um my number two, back to sad cowboy music, is Nolan Taylor's EP, Life and Love. It's like this dude is brand new. Okay, this is his first like real, real album came out this year, and he's had a fucking banner year. Like it's been awesome watching him blow up. Like he he did a he did a video. A lot of these guys are getting discovered because they're having videos go viral. Like yeah. of them just playing with their guitars in a backyard somewhere. And, I, like, I love. I love much that, like shit, that Yeah. Yeah. Um. But he went from that in probably March, I think, his video blew up. And last month, he played on stage at the Grand Ole Opry.
0: That's stupid.
1: Yeah. Like, I uh, Isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah.
0: Like, just all yeah. the years of playing music and thinking, like, imagine if something ever took off. And, you know, like, how cool right. that would be. And you have, like, these guys out here that are as old as we are and getting into yep. it and it's like I, I i don't know it seems like it's it's obviously not easy but like right yeah. now it seems like it's just picking up and I, I think it's because of things like tiktok and shit like that that like yeah it's so readily available to everyone who's more than a year old and can use a cell phone or tablet or whatever <laughs>
1: else it's true
0: um or yep. i mean you know people are giving them to their newborns and whatever it's still regardless (laughs) Uh, it just i mean everything um, is at your fingertips all the time everywhere you go 100 percent of the
1: time now like it's just yep it's awesome yeah it's it's a totally different it's a totally different landscape for for musicians now than it was when we were really really grinding at it Yeah. yeah um i mean when we were it was just like getting to the point where you really had to start directing people to uh, like a MySpace page or your online presence. Yeah. When we were toward the end of high school, right? Right. But I mean, we were still that, back like, then
0: handing out flyers, like <laughs> going yeah. everywhere we could to like flyers. hand out flyers for shows. Yeah.
1: Yep. Handing out like our EPs in yep. physical CDs. Yeah. 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 So it's very different now. Very different. But it's it's been really cool to see. A lot of people have blown up this year in this genre Mm -hmm. specifically. Like, but it's been awesome to see him. I was initially, he initially caught my eye because he looks so much like the guy we used to be in a band with. The
0: the bigger guy with the beard, right?
1: Yep. He looks like, you know exactly who he looks like. Yeah. It's 100%. I even like, I sent him. The day I found him, I sent him a message, and I was like, "Dude, holy shit! It is you're a doppelganger of a guy I used to be in a band with? <laughs> and that's why I stopped and listened. And your songs are so good. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it it's been really cool seeing like seeing him go from from that to playing on the fucking Grand Ole Opry stage that's, and like touring that's the country and yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty amazing.
0: I could imagine just having so, that yeah, like blow no- up like. Stupid. i know
1: in a year too and yeah so fast yeah so again nolan taylor life and love nice go check it out
0: all right moving on to my number one spot is uh the newest album from knuckle puck uh which is losing what we love and i've been a knuckle puck fan for a long time again pop punk um yeah. i mean you know i pop punk is probably one of my absolute favorite genres of anything if you've known me for very long i used to be a you know stupid little punk rock kid that was (laughs) you know very very naive when i came to my music and very specific about my music as well so i came a lot a long ways over the years um but still at my roots i'm in punk stuff and pop punk i love just as well uh but uh yeah losing what we love uh, every song is absolutely brilliant i mean it's it's very much you 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 hear it and you know it's knuckle puck um but it continues like everything that they've done uh you know thus far and even the the album that came out what two years ago uh twenty twenty or whatever the album was um like it just it's so good, and I remember listening. They had had like a couple like singles or whatever you want to call them that came out before the album did, and I was just so so excited for the new album. And once I listened to, or once it came out, I listened to it on repeat for at least like the first week or two that it was out. Uh, but well, well worth a listen as well if you're into uh, if you're into that.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic album. I love it. Um My number one is very similar to that one in that I was super excited. It's someone who. I've been listening to for a long time. Um and I listened to it on repeat for at least a week or two when it first came out. Um and that's the new Jason Isbell album, Weather Vanes. Nice. Okay. It's this album is a fucking <laughs> gut punch. Like, yeah. It really like the first album after like post-pandemic that that they put out and it's like it's fucking glorious. It's it's not only my number 1 album of the year. It's probably my favorite album from the last 5 years. Wow. Like that's it's pretty big. So good. Yeah. It's his best album in I don't know. It, I mean, probably a since Southeastern. It's yeah. It's it's so good. It's I mean, there isn't a single bad spot. Oh, and especially
0: like, like resonates with you literally yes. to your core yeah
1: yeah yeah from beginning to end that's yeah i love it's, it's so finding good.
0: music that i'm just like holy shit like yep or just like yeah. literally i mean it's like that's how i was when i found moose blood and i still listen like they broke up in what 2018 yeah. i still listen to them every single day uh you <laughs> know yeah but every song like is, is yeah. very much like that for me that novel more hollow coves like all of those like very yeah. much resonate with me on another level
1: yeah that's i mean yeah that's how this album is like it's and i i've loved him for a long time but like this album it was so anticipated for me and when it finally came out like from the opening like literally this is gonna sound stupid but like from the opening chord from on track one I just had goosebumps for 45 minutes, <laughs> like listening to the whole album. Like, hey, I mean, I get—I I couldn't. Yeah, it's it's so good. It's so good. Like when I sat down to make this list, I I put number one in first. Like there was no question. Right. <laughs> I knew exactly what it was. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, I i don't know. There's and it's I mean, I know you understand it, but it's like music. It's one yeah. of those things that. Being as big a part of your life as I know it's been for mine and for yours as well. Like, it, it, it's almost it's almost different than, like, normal people that just really like listening to music. It's like, I mean, we even, we've yeah. invested the time. We've invested many, many years into playing music and writing music, yeah. writing lyrics, right? You know, knowing what all goes into it, but also being able to, like, connect with the music that we love and hold dear to us. And like for me, yeah. it's 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 emotional. Like you know, it's uh, it yeah, it's absolutely. Definitely. I mean, it's it's hard hitting. And again, to find something like that that like you can listen to from the start and just be so immersed and so like, taken by it to where I mean, the next thing you know, the, the album's finished, and you're just like, wow, yeah. Like to find something like that is no, it's it's it's, it's huge.
1: It. I mean, it's like. It's almost a spiritual experience. You know what I mean? Like, it connects on such a deep level when you find something like that. Like, just, like, trying to describe the album to you, like, my hands were shaking. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, I get it. I get it. Because I'm just... Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's a lot. It's not... I'll say it's not, like, talking about my favorite video games. Right. No, year. same.
0: And, I mean, I'm... It's not the same thing. You know, and I, I yeah. love gaming, you know, so... But it's yeah. not. it's not as big a part of, like i could easily stop no. stop gaming as long as i had music and i could play yeah. music for the rest of my life and still be happy yep so yeah Same. well with that said all right so let's, uh, let's keep moving along here we're already <laughs> yeah. uh an hour and a half into this episode yeah um let's where are we at let's see podcasts yep
1: okay podcasts of the year um
0: i know you you listen to a lot more podcasts than i do I live on sure. YouTube and yeah. I mean, I can say that without any guilt or shame. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, if I'm not like watching something on TV, listening to music or playing a video game or doing everything simultaneously as I do it a lot of the time, yeah, I am down a YouTube rabbit hole or I'm just catching up on right. all my favorite YouTubers and I subscribe to a lot of them. Um, So I don't have a whole, yep. like, I don't have as much time to listen to podcasts You know, as I, as I would really like to. So my list, I have a couple of the ones that I stumbled upon this year that I actually really like that I listened to more than an episode for, um, obviously I've not dove through an entire catalog. Like I'm sure all of yours are probably going to be, um, and then I have a couple (laughs) that I have set like on my two to listen to list as soon as I get a chance. Um, so Yeah. yeah, I don't have like. A full top five I think I've got four I can cool. uh, but again yep. I have a top four I guess if you want to consider it that. okay
1: yeah that's fine that's totally fine I mean my podcast apps are full of of podcasts that I know I'm going to listen right. to that I've subscribed to already that are just on the list to get to eventually um, I love nothing more than when I discover a podcast and I find that it has like a hundred or so <laughs> episodes already yeah to like pour through right so like it doesn't bother me to to put a podcast on the to to listen to list and i i know that they're just building up more episodes that i'm gonna that i'm gonna binge yeah, when i finally get around fair. to it you know yeah don't do that to our podcast listen every week
0: <laughs> every single episode if you know what's good for you
1: yeah exactly and we know you do
0: <laughs> we're always watching
1: so you ready for number five? Yeah. All right, my number five podcast that I discovered this year was actually a Rachel Maddow podcast, the MSNBC anchor. Uh, yeah, it's called. I
0: was, I was thinking. Yeah, I know it's that. Called name. Ultra. Why can't I think of who that is?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's like the queen of MSNBC, and she does all these like investigative journalism podcasts. Right. Where she like, but this one it's called Ultra. It's really, really fucking good. So, like, the storytelling in it is top notch. Nice. Like, I think it's like 15 episodes, tells the whole story. Um, each episode is like an, 45 minutes to an hour and 15. Um, but it's, it's, it tells the story of the far right extremists infiltrating the government in the 30s and 40s. Huh. So, like, that's cool. But it's like all this, like, political intrigue and like dude it's the story is so it's one of those that you you just don't stop like you play episode one and you just have to keep letting it go yeah it's yeah i really sounds cool enough yeah yeah nice so that's my number five
0: um well again these are in no specific order and i've got four on my list so take it as you will um i would say uh one one that i've recently stumbled upon um it's just been this this past month it's called national park after dark um it's uh it's a it's a show told <laughs> told by two girls that like i actually really like their storytelling and they're like and one thing I, I also enjoy is like anybody that can have good banter and can work off each other well which is something i feel like We've gotten to the point of being able to do pretty well, Um, but they basically yeah, just much. talk about all things weird, dark history, uh strange deaths and national parks, uh like tragic events yeah. in these national parks. Um I mean, just it's it, it gets very, very dark, but it's also, you know, there's a bit of comedic relief, which is nice. Yeah. And so. But yeah, I've, those, I've listened to a, uh, those a handful of episodes call, at this point.
1: Those stories usually call for a little levity here yeah. and there. <laughs> At yeah. least a little bit. Yeah. 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 I've, um, that's actually on my to listen to list. I recommend I, it. it they're actually it really on. good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'll, um, you know, we've, we've talked about on the show, we've talked about, um, David Polites and his whole missing four one, one thing, um, uh, with national parks and, and all that. I know there's like a treasure trove, not to be indelicate, but there's a treasure trove of these stories of crazy shit that has happened in national parks. Yeah, so not surprising that there's a whole podcast devoted to them.
0: They have uh, they know. have another segment. I can't remember what it's called. It's like trail trail talk or whatever. And it's where they they get listener submitted stories and they tell them. And it's about like it, it can be paranormal. It can be like random shit that they saw as they were like outside in the wilderness or whatever else. Um, so those are those are really cool too but their main episodes are obviously i would say are, are better at this point from what i've heard
1: yeah i might just bump that up to the top of my to listen to list nice all right my number four is a show um that i finally gave a chance this year okay and it's actually so fucking good it's so good it's it's a um an LPN show, The Last Podcast Network. It's called Some Place Underneath. It's um Amber Nelson and Natalie Jean. Um Natalie Jean is actually married to Henry Zabrowski. Oh nice okay. from Last Podcast mm-hmm. on the left. Yeah. It's his wife's show. And Amber Nelson, she's been around the last podcast shows all over the place, um, since the beginning. Right. But they um they dive into missing persons' cases like of all varieties. Okay. And they do like deep dives on par with Last Podcast. Like they do like four or five part series on on each case. And they're they go so so deep on these stories. It's and it, awesome. it's fantastic. Like if you like Last Podcast, it's literally that but for missing persons cases. Sweet. It's it's so good. I'll have to
0: check that one out for sure.
1: They do. Uh, they did a series on... Um, oh, what's his fuck? That piece of shit that runs uh, Scientology? Oh, yeah. What's his name now? Um, we literally just talked about shit. this recently. I know. But his wife has been missing for like eight years or something. Well, of course she has. Um, and... Yeah, right? But they did a, a series on her, and it's so good. It's so... Like, if you... If you listen to the last podcast series on Scientology, um, on David Miscavige, that's yeah. his name. Um, if you listen to their series on David Miscavige, listen to this series on his wife as like a companion. It's so good. It's so good. Because it's Sweet. like the same story told from different yeah. angles. It's, yeah. it's I, a great I show, liked, though. I like that approach for sure. Nice. Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see my next next up i guess i'll just call it um (laughs) is probably smartless um i don't know if you've gotten to check out uh their their show it's jason bateman will arnett and uh sean hayes and what's cool about it is each week they actually bring on like one of uh, one of the hosts will have just a mystery guest and won't tell anybody who who it is or anything and then they bring them on the show and they just talk about life. They talk about like their experiences as, you know, as people in the world and um like history, like their history and different like things that they've experienced throughout. I mean, they're all celebrities obviously. Um, you know, I would say right. for the most part at least. Um, but yeah, and it's it's I mean, obviously with those three guys, you know, it's going to be funny. It uh, can be very very serious at times, but also just yeah, really really decent. And I I knew, like, when I had first seen, like, seen that they were they were doing something, that it was going to be good. But it's actually yeah. really good.
1: Yeah, it's one of the, like, top podcasts on Earth right now. I mean, as it, sh- as it should yeah. be. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, when you have, I have like, personally, those three I just, guys, like... hmm it's, it's impossible yeah. for it to not, turn, like, turn into some major thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, personally, I just really like Jason Bateman. Yeah. Oh, same. Same. Like... He's one of, he's one of my favorite people. So, and I like Will Arnett for who he is. is
0: He's, he can be annoying, but at the same time, like he's super funny and like just full of himself, but in a funny way
1: where he also makes fun of himself. Yeah, he plays it up for sure. And so, Yeah. yeah,
0: it, it's, it's done well for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My, um, my number three is it made the list. Just for the sheer number of hours I've spent listening to it. (laughs) Like, I for some reason, it never even occurred to me that it would be a podcast. And I found it early this year. I had started getting back into true crime when we introduced it to the show. When we started doing true crime ourselves. And it's fucking Dateline. Oh, man. It's literally... It's literally just Dateline episodes. Yeah. Audio only. That's all the <laughs> podcast is. But I'm telling you, I put it on while I'm cleaning, while I'm cooking. If I'm, like, laying in the chair taking a nap. I am like not surprised. It's just on. At all. Yeah. And there's so much. There is so fucking much Dateline <laughs> that, like, it's never-ending. Yeah, And I've... And it's funny because you know dateline is like the mcdonald's of true crime right right yeah it's like but i've learned about so many like super interesting low profile cases by listening to dateline i mean that's fair that yeah they, they cover mean, literally everything things you never hear about you know yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's <laughs> and it's i mean obviously it's one of the biggest fucking tv shows on yeah. earth so like of course it's well done you know what i mean like oh yeah and, I mean yeah, I would expect less. Yeah, exactly. so, <laughs> I had to put it on the list just cuz Yeah exactly. So I had to put it on the list just cuz I've listened to so fucking much of it. Yeah.
0: Well I'm I'm not uh, Look, I'm if not you surprised.
1: can Look, if you can put Smartless on your list, I can put it mean, on fine. my list, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's one. Yeah. We're right there. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all you. Go for it. Um let's see.
0: So my next in line is actually Pod Meets World. Um but I actually finally gave it a chance, and I I I had listened to like the first the first episode. I don't know; it was pretty early on, whenever they had uh, they had released it. Uh, but I finally actually gave it a chance, and it's really good. And it's uh it's based. I mean, it's based around Boy Meets World. If if the name doesn't give it away uh but it's danielle Fischel, uh <laughs> Ryder strong and will fredell are the hosts and they literally i mean just talk about like behind the scenes growing up on set um talking like tell stories about like that time period and everything and like it's i i, I think i mean i was a big boy meets world fan as a kid still yeah, love it too. to this day i've re-watched it a couple of times over probably the last like two or three years um, yeah. I mean, the for last time I rewatched, it was probably the beginning of this year. Um, and just, yeah. and it's so good. It's always, it's always so good. And like, for me as a kid, it was like, it felt like, I don't know. I, I felt like I could relate to it super well. Um, yeah. that and like the whole like TGIF era was big. I remember yeah. like every Friday night being like so stoked because it was like boy meets world family matters, um, uh oh my gosh what's the the other one with the olsen twins whole house house. uh what else was on it um i think at one point if i remember right i think home improvement was on i can't i if i remember right yeah it's been a long time obviously this is back in the 90s um but like i was so i was so pumped for tjf like you know and they, they talk about that and like, and it's just to like, just hear stories about Cause you would never know this. I mean, watching the show, you would never know like half the shit they talk about or you know, what actually went on and everything. And it's really cool just to have that like behind the yeah. scenes look right
1: Yeah. I, I love the, the behind the scenes stuff. Like li- listening to, and podcasting has been great for mm-hmm. that. Getting like a glimpse of, of what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah it's super cool. <clears throat> All right. My number two is a show that came back this year after being gone for way too long. And that's The Lore You Know.
0: The Lore You Know. Which okay. is
1: hosted... Yeah. It's hosted by our friend Heather Mosher. It's fantastic interviews. They... Mostly since it came back, they've been interviewing people from within the Small Town Monsters world. Like... um directors they've worked with and, you know, witnesses they've had in the specials and people working on the, on the movies, but like they're about to branch out again and start interviewing all over the place. So I'm the, when they brought it back, Aaron Deese is now the producer of the show. I was going to say, I saw that he was
0: working on the, like working on a new show.
1: So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he's producing the show now too, and it's like it's fantastic. Fantastic, it's, it's better fantastic than it's ever stuff. been, and it was always good. Yeah. You do yourself precisely. a favor and listen. Yeah, absolutely, that's awesome. All right, are we to your um, my my last your to be listened to? Uh, I have
0: one more. Yeah, uh, one my my other my other one that I listened to is actually um, it's basically like the podcast version of the YouTube uh, show by the same name, which is abroad in Japan um which is uh chris broad and uh pete donaldson are in the actual podcast um abroad in japan i started watching uh i started watching him several years ago um and he he moved to japan from the uk uh to teach english and he just like during that time he started a youtube channel just kind of like going over everything he was doing and it caught on and then he like now i mean he's a big YouTuber and uh, talks about Japan and like he does all these different things, like goes to all these different areas of Japan. Um, He just did a recent um, uh, series that he does like yearly um, where he'll go to like either like one year he did uh, a bicycle ride, like a two kilometer or 2000 kilometer bicycle ride or whatever else um, across Japan. Journey across Japan is what, what they call the segment um but uh yeah so he has basically i mean if you haven't checked it out and you like japan or anything japan related watch it because he's absolutely phenomenal he's funny um just absolutely brilliant but the podcast is just as good because they tell a lot of the stories that they don't really get to talk about on the podcast or as they're filming they talk about the different stories that go on like Pete, uh an episode a recent episode Pete and his wife uh which is the co co-host of the actual podcast um he's american an american guy that uh he's living uh, over in japan as well uh but him and his wife actually yeah. took uh took or went to the uk for their honeymoon and during that time like they they stayed at this place that it was kind of shady um, and they told him like they would keep their bags for him turned out they ended up getting like all their shit stolen like all their money stolen, and everything um so like he talks yeah. about it in one of their latest episodes and it's actually like it would suck but he's also he was very like you know like at least we had a good time um <laughs> which <laughs> yeah <laughs> would suck but again absolutely brilliant show yeah. and that's one that uh i listened to a lot i also bought his book and uh because he released a book at a broad in book as well talks about his life as yeah. he was yeah you know, it started teaching and everything until now as well just kind of like uh. Companion to more. like everything else, right? Yeah. But really good. He's yeah. obviously one of my favorite YouTubers. So
1: cool. Yeah. And um, if you're into like travel content, absolutely. All, yes. Yeah. I, I like those. All right. My number one podcast that I started listening to this year is called Detectives Don't Sleep. Hmm. And. It's sort of a, like, classic whodunit, right. right? And it's told from the perspectives of the investigators, the actual investigators who worked on some of, like, the most famous mysteries of all time. So... Nice. They they actually, like, it's sort of narrative weaved into interview. So it's sort of like the podcast version of having, like, reenactments in the middle of, you know, uh, a story. Yeah. Um, but particularly, there's they did a series on the Nazi art mystery, and it's fucking superb, dude. It's like like top notch storytelling. Sweet. So yeah, I mean that sounds awesome. That's, that's my number one. Well, that was that was a good list. Good list. Well done. Podcast wrapped up. Um... I'll
0: I'll go over just I my two, we're two, my two that I was I just have on my to my to listen. Oh yeah, my yeah. to listen list, which actually yeah. uh, I thought they were worth yeah. noting. Um, I'm not sure if you've if you checked out either one. You'll have to tell me. Uh, one is called Tower Four,
1: okay,
0: and uh-huh. it's about literally uh, uh, this guy that takes a job as a fire watcher in the Wyoming woods. And he basically takes the job as uh, I believe his mother had died recently, and you know, he's trying to look for an escape, and he's out there to like also work on his new book. He starts to hear like strange like music coming over the radio and strange sounds coming from the woods. And like it's basically like his him trying to figure out what's going on, or if it's his slow descent into madness. And to me, when I found this, I was like, holy shit, that's Firewatch. The game which is one of my yeah. all-time favorite games like of how well it was done and it's almost this like it's almost the game otherwise like other than and Firewatch, this new new guy that's out there as a fire watchman um he ends up talking to this girl that's also at another nearby watchtower um and like trying to help her like they they just become like they start to talk a lot and like, you don't really know if it's actually happening or if he's like imagining it all or um I won't give anything yep. else away because it's absolutely brilliant. The art style is the best. My favorite art style of any like art and game, like gaming art or whatever, like it's like that low poly, but also at the same time, like, man, I, I can't I can't describe it well <laughs> enough. It just yeah. Everything about the game is beautiful. Like the scenes, like the, like the whole environment is absolutely beautiful. But like, yeah, like as I stumbled upon this, it's like, wow, that is literally Firewatch and they're into the third season now. So, so I have to watch it or I have to listen to it. Sorry.
1: What's funny is, okay. So Tower four is made by a company called seven lamb and they have so many fucking good podcasts, dude. So many good podcasts. Like they're top-notch audio drama like seriously and they're a small like a small group um i've talked to the the dude who runs it rob a bunch of times um and what's funny is the game firewatch came out like a year after their first season of tower four really and he's like yeah, and he's openly said multiple times, like if that game wasn't so fucking good, I would throw a fit. Huh? So, I mean, like, Firewatch—it came out several
0: several years ago at this point, and I know they're they're yeah what they're. I'm not sure if it's last season or if they're currently in season three. Um, of Tower their Four. episodes
1: have come out pretty. Yeah, their episodes have come out sporadically. Okay. Let's say at the beginning. Um. So yeah, it's it's been around for for a long time. But it's it like, it's, I'm so, so yeah, similar. It's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. And that's what
0: drew me to it's, it. Like, that's um, why I want to actually
1: check it out. Yeah. His, um, his very first, his very first podcast was called story story. Okay. And it was because when he actually in real life, when he finished college, he decided he was going to walk across the country. Like. From I think it was from Seattle to Florida. Yeah. And like on foot. No, yeah. And he did it with like a group of friends, and some fell off along the way. Some made it, some didn't. Right. Um and so the first his first podcast was a fictionalized version of that journey walking across the country. Nice. Um, yeah, but he like end of all hope is fucking brilliant. Um, Paralyzed is their horror one. And it's dude, it's brilliant. Awesome. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Um, I'm actually supposed to be doing some voice acting for them. Nice coming up. That's cool. So yeah. Yeah. We've um we've been talking about that for the last but you know, I they have one called Atlas Avenue Beat, and it's like a detective like uh noir yeah. style. I know we've talked and, about doing something dude, like so that, good. which
0: I think would be so much yeah. fun
1: yep yeah seven lamb seven lamb production nice it's they have so many good shows yeah and tower four is fucking sick dude yeah you'll I'm, love
0: i'm it. pumped to get into it for you'll sure. love it the other one i had on my uh my two listen to list is bridgewater um which is okay. essentially uh i mean it's about this uh folklore professor that um, there's a, a relic that he had discovered in his past that becomes rediscovered and brought back into his life, essentially. And so, like, he makes it his life goal to solve, like, the mystery of this thing. And like, and all these people that he comes in contact with are, like, telling him, like, basically trying to you know, like, uh, deter him away or whatever. Like, basically just tell him, like, it's all stupid, you know, whatever else. Like, nobody buys into it. And he's the only one that's like really like yeah. focused on like solving this thing and finding out what everything means. And it actually it sounds pretty cool. So I'm I'm pretty pumped to check that out too,
1: dude. I've never heard of this one. The main character is voiced by Misha Collins, yeah. from fucking Supernatural. Yeah, that's awesome. Like yeah. the dude who plays mm-hmm. Castiel on Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely adding this to my list. Yeah, that's awesome. sound, I mean, it sounded good. It sounded good. So yeah, that's a cool premise. I like it. But that's
0: my... Uh, those are my right. extras Extras to kind of discuss here. So...
1: Yeah, super fucking solid extras, dude.
0: Now I think we're going to move into... Uh, if you're still with us, thank you. Thank you for being here. And happy 2024. <laughs> yeah, we're grinding so, it out. So...
1: Absolutely. We're going
0: to move on to... Uh, I would say let's do this part quick. I don't think we need to really talk too much yeah. about these episodes. That's I mean, fine. you're here. You can check them out. That's why you're listening to the show. Yeah. But we're going to do our top five absolutely episodes of the year of each of our of our episodes that we've done yeah so
1: and based on like the experience we had doing the research and the quality of the episode and the you know the debrief all that all that considered each of our top five episodes that we've done this year you want to start us off yeah yeah
0: so i would say my number five is probably going to be episode 102 which was buffalo ranch Um, this one was really cool, uh, because it was, I mean, uh, all the, all the lights in this area that, cause I mean, it was a massive, uh, it was like a massive, uh, ranch area. And so like, they kept seeing all the lights in the area and the cattle were all really weirdly mutilated, but like they kept finding all, all the mutilated cattle across, uh, you know, across the area. And then there were, there were ones, um, I'm trying to remember, that, like had the eyes taken out and uh there was just it, i mean yep. it was it was gruesome honestly yeah um
1: the lips cut and, off right. surgically Weird, and
0: it was yeah it was all yeah. very 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 precise like i mean you know like someone's not out yep. there with a butcher knife just like carving this thing up and so right. it was it was a cool episode getting to like dive into like that that part of it and just how like eerie these things were and how like the medical uh, like the not examiners but it was like a veterinarian it was like i think it was like michigan college or some some university uh did like a study into it and everything and um what was it there was like and they they determined like all this stuff was like very very you know too well done to be like a normal person that would actually you know do anything or be able to actually you know um cut them up i don't know how to better put how to put it better but yeah yeah no it was but it was a neat one you know like and and obviously yeah there was something there was something there and you know i mean of course me me being who i am i i 100 buy into aliens aliens, yeah
1: (laughs) yeah that's uh I really like this one because I think it was when it first dawned on us that there's like almost like a network of these weird these ranches out west yeah. that mm-hmm. have these crazy phenomena going on like we had all heard of Skinwalker Ranch you know and then we found Stardust Ranch right. and then this Buffalo Ranch that ne- we're never really sure also, the what, exact Clearview location ranch of was it and, and then, Yep. yeah yep, yeah yeah There's, there are a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of them out West that have the cattle mutilation. They have the, the fucking lights in the sky. They have, you know, varying levels of phenomena, but they weren't all killing aliens with samurai swords, completely drained
0: of blood. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Traditional. Yeah. Good. That's a great
1: choice. I like that one. Um, my first choice, number five is the abduction of Linda Napolitano and the follow-up that we did. I was and that's I was like, gonna
0: I was gonna do yeah. Napolitano or Linda Napolitano as well. Because that's where we really get into uh yeah. oh my god, why can't I think of his name right now? Um Bud Hopkins. Bud. Yeah. Yeah. And just how much of a toolbox that guy was.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it um but the reason the reason why it made my list was because that was the first time we did a story, and then we had we ended up Having to follow up right on it because we we got new information mm-hmm. that almost co- it completely changed our yeah, outlook was, on the I story. because
0: like at that point we had heard we had found out that like the wife even confirmed all these things. Like, yeah, <laughs> and it just went back as like to me, I, it was it was it was a solid story. Like, it was a really cool like encounter. Plus, like she had Men in Black after her. She was taken to that uh, yep. that area along the beach and taken into the that house by these guys, and she escapes and gets taken yeah. back. Like and all this crazy stuff's happening yep. to her, and then we find out that he's like he's manufacturing he really, it. Yeah, I mean you know he's he's basically yeah. like coaching her to to sell these things or trying to pull out these like little yep. things you know these experiences or and then we find out that they're both in it for money and you know possible movie rights yeah. and stuff like that and it's like and that like made me yeah i mean it was i was gonna say and that just made me feel bad about any episode that or any story and any case that bud hopkins was a
1: part of going forward yep same which sucks yeah it just yeah, it's because it's it's one of those situations where if you just look at the material released through Bud Hopkins, it's a it's just an awesome abduction story, right? But if you zoom out just a little bit and start hearing from other people in his orbit, you're none of it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's so obvious that he fabricated shit his entire career, like. The stuff with the markings <laughs> yeah, that he was, was having people make and then he would like he would blow them up or shrink them to make them match other right. drawings that mm-hmm. other people had made and yeah he just and, and, he was a fucking flim, and flim and during, man during
0: like these hundred percent like hypnotic regressions or these hypnotic states like he would help basically place a story
1: yeah and he's like oh the 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 gray skin do you see the gray skin right <laughs> and they're like yeah totally <laughs> just unfortunate yeah terrible uh, all right you're number four let's keep this moving um,
0: my number four was probably the Avely abduction you're gonna find a trend in a lot of these there are most of them are gonna be alien abductions yeah. <laughs> uh, those are my favorite episodes you know i I i love i love abduction cases the ably abduction was really cool because that was the 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 family they're driving out and it was in the uk and they're driving out and then they basically stumble upon this wall of green mist that they drive into it and they drive into it and they're like basically frozen you know in in time and in place whatever all they remember is passing through you know and just seeing this weird green wall like and then you know and of course they and then they they saw something kind of like following them the whole time um you know but didn't really pay a whole lot of mind to it other than they hit this like green wall and then and then they they recount their abduction and that's where the abduction was was really cool because that's where um they're both they're both taken they're both taken on board and i'm trying to remember the specifics about it um cuz that was the one I mean and of course they you know got to see like what the world is going to be and all this other stuff like you know and uh yeah but wasn't that the one where they had um they had the couple different a couple different aliens they they wore like they they wore something like yeah. different represent, representation or what whoever like their levels or ranks are, or whatever um
1: yep i think so
0: yeah and then they they took them to like the hangar area And then next thing they know, they're back in the car and driving path, like driving, driving back. Right. Um, it was just, I mean, I love, I love ones where they can recount the abduction. Like they're, you know, I mean, whether it's through hypnotic regression or however it's done, but they can recount, like at least tell like what, what happened or what they can see. And it's always unique. I mean, of course there's going to be little things that are similar in each story, but it's always unique. Each case is is a little bit different.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great one. It's I mean it's a classic alien abduction. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. But it has some cool details yeah, to set agreed. it apart for sure. My um my number four is one of your favorite to say, Jabba Fofi. <laughs> Jabba
0: Fofi. Nice. Yeah. Okay.
1: The uh Congolese giant spider. Um, that one. That one. Our, I like this one because
0: I was gonna say I just remember doing like sound design for that one. I'm thinking, how creepy can I make this like spidery noise sound? Like,
1: yeah, yes, yep. I. The main reason it's on here is because the story turned out so fucking cool. The story was good, like, for sure. The sound design was good. The music was so good. Like, yeah. And for some reason. And I don't ask me to explain this because I'm not a TikTok expert. But for some reason, our TikTok that we posted about this story, this episode, has like I don't know, fifty times more views than any other TikTok we've ever posted. They're
0: probably like <laughs> I have how no do idea why. This?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe and they open
0: up the video to find
1: out. Yeah, but it has like I don't know. 24,000 views or something. That's nice. like way more than everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. It's pretty crazy.
0: That seems to be the common thing with with their TikTok and everything else, which is no help to me, I know. I have plans though. Uh, it's just Damn fucking, it, I have plans. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> what's your uh what's your next um, one? Um my next
0: one is going to be hmm Probably the Girls Town Possession. I really liked that story. Uh, just, I mean, it was like mass demonic possession. Possibly, you know, you you have the one, the one girl that that's the one where they go to like the university and they fashion a little Ouija board because they find a magazine that tells you how to do so, and yeah. then yeah, and then all of a sudden like she's you know being being mean to everybody and she basically gets sent home. And she curses everybody, and yeah. and everybody's sick. And, I like
1: this one a lot because it was like: is it a possession? Is it a curse? Right, is it mass exactly. hysteria? Mm-hmm. Like there was so much all mixed together. Yeah, yeah it was, it just, I like that one a lot. We don't
0: know for sure, but it was it was awesome. Yeah, I liked I liked this story a lot.
1: Yeah, it was a very strange one, um, and a recent one. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I early two like thousands, if um, I remember right. So my uh, my next one is The Bell Witch. Mm,
0: yeah. It's a classic.
1: Yep. I love that one. And again, this is another one that we had a follow-up with. I actually got to do that Friday. I did a fireside chat with Heather Mosher, who's like a, the, a fucking resident Bell Witch expert. So like, I had her on to tell stories about like actually visiting the cave yeah. and all that shit. And I liked that having the Fireside chat tied in with that week's story.
0: Imagine if um, we could do that with every story. I thought that was super cool. Like we have, we have a chat I, about yeah. it after after the fact and, you know, get somebody else's opinion or yeah. experiences yeah. or anything. Yeah. It'd be cool.
1: Write that down. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: let's see. I would say, man, it's a, it's it's a toss up between my last two. Um... I'm gonna say the Travis Walton abduction for my two spot. Yep. Um, which again, it's Excellent. another classic. I mean, they made a movie about it, Fire in the Sky. Uh, which does the story no justice whatsoever. Uh but it's it's, it's
1: I would a good say movie. all right. I would say aside from Betty and Barney Hill, Travis Walton is the classic abduction story. Yeah. Right? it's yeah
0: yeah i mean that's i would say it's probably the one of the one of the if not the most well-known and again there's a damn movie about it um but yeah yeah, the story i mean the story's good you know like i i really i really liked everything everything that it was and i mean you know you've got this guy that's drawn to this thing as they're like driving back from doing all their lumbering and you know being men And they happen to see this thing in the woods, and Travis is just so drawn to it that uh, he gets out of the car, and he ends up being like thrown around and whatever else, and then
1: he's taken.
0: Well, as far as we know, that's
1: what he gets for going all Gryffindor. Because after
0: they after they watched him do all the stuff and see like him being uh, like thrown around, like they book it, which is kind of a dick move, you know, with all the guys. But they do try to go back. They try to go back, (laughs) so I'll give them that um they they do you know and then and then just the fact (laughs) that like everybody got lie detector uh, got tested but you know through lie detectors and stuff like that um and i know like the first ones were a little iffy but then it like it went to like uh what did it go into um can't remember if it it wasn't it wasn't MUFON that got involved but uh it was like the air force or somebody also gotten got involved and did you know, separate yeah. testing and stuff like that and I mean and everybody was passing you know and, and then all of a sudden Travis shows up uh in a phone booth and so yep with a beard
1: yeah with a beard yeah so yeah it's uh, it, that's how you can tell someone's been abducted obviously yeah and i can't remember
0: <laughs> wasn't he naked i don't remember that i, I don't might think not so. have been i'm probably just making the don't naked they? part up
1: <laughs> you're just <laughs> Just spicing it up for the audience, obviously. Yeah,
0: <laughs> anyhow, yeah. Travis Walton. Yeah, that's my number uh, two. Yeah.
1: yeah, solid ass choice, Travis Walton. Episode 108, by the way. Um, my uh, I didn't write down any episode numbers, I, I so mean, I am them, them.
0: Uh, so I, just, yeah. uh, you know, yeah.
1: that's okay. I'll when they're you know, I'll list them all in the episode yeah. description and they'll all have episode numbers with Totes. them. Um, my number two is Emanuela Orlandi. Mm. Yeah. The uh missing girl from the Vatican. Yeah, I
0: that was I, actually um, one of the ones I had written down to do separate yeah. until until we kind of changed things up this before we started recording. Cause yeah, I, I loved that episode. Yeah. I loved getting to talk about like all the all the shit with the Vatican and just how like Yeah. I mean you know, you wouldn't I get I mean I guess yeah, there's they keep their secrets <laughs> I, I was gonna say you wouldn't yeah. think like they' they'd be so like willing to let all this stuff you know go go unknown or hidden or try to cover up the you know whatever else, yeah, but you know I think they would,
1: yeah, it's especially after talking, talking about it, right, yeah,
0: so yeah yeah, I really like that episode, but a lot. yeah
1: I I love how. I love how deep it went, all the fucking political yeah. intrigue surrounding it, all the, like... And this was one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me since we started this show. After we released that episode, a guy reached out to me and sent me a fucking shitload of documents that had been released on on the case. Nice. Like, internal, internal Vatican documents... And Sounds
0: like we should have had a follow-up like episode. This,
1: yeah, I mean, I did on the Instagram, I did, like, this huge follow-up thing for, like, I don't know, like, the four days after. Yeah. the Like, every day for, like, four days after that, I was posting, like, all the new information mm-hmm. that I was getting and all that. And it was this guy who sent me the documents. He's been working the case for, like, fucking 10 years or something. and Wow. Yeah and he sent me a, a bunch of documents it's a crazy crazy story yeah that's awesome yeah yeah i loved that one i think that was the best episode that we did this year you think so i think okay to me yeah um, i it wasn't my it wasn't my favorite episode i think it was like the best story like the the craziest story yeah that we I told. Mean, it was it
0: was definitely like, up the there deepest. for sure yeah Yeah, I think Okay, what's your number one My number one, which I feel like honestly shouldn't be in the number one spot, but it made it there, which is the Pascagoula abduction. And we touch on this after um, after one of our more recent uh, more recent episodes that we did um, just uh, just a little while back. What was it? The uh, the Folkville Metal Man. It was within that, that same time period. I mean, within a week of it happening. And the Pascagoula one, which is the one that we talked about, which was the, the you know, two guys sitting up on the uh, up on the, the the block or up on the whatever the, the where they whatever they're fishing, yeah. And then uh, you know, then they they get they get uh, abducted by weird looking aliens with yep. spiky pointy stuff and just they. I mean, like yep. it stood out to me because of how weird the aliens looked or were said to have looked. Yep. And then just how silly it was, yeah. And I, I don't know why. Somehow it that was made this the story of,
1: one, <laughs> but the story was also like wildly cinematic, yeah, which is why exactly. it always stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Like the the craft slowly settling over the lake or the pond as like the fog rises out of the water, and like it's it's a very cinematic story. Yeah, yeah, yeah I
0: agreed. Agreed, but uh, it, you know, and and again with it touching so cl- or being so close to the Falkville one, which was you know pretty recent that we did, yeah, it's uh yeah, I mean it it was a it was essentially I mean it was a pretty heavy hitter, yeah, absolutely, and of course that overshadowed yeah. the Falkville one at the time and was like the most you know talked about case around. And yeah.
1: So, well, Mufon championed it also, which I mean, yeah. made it even more talked about cuz they accepted Pascagoula but they they rejected Folkville. Yep. So, you know. Yeah. Weird to think that like some fucking nerd ufologist just decide. I know. They just make a decision in an office somewhere. They make a decision and that changes like people's actually changes people's lives.
0: I follow Indiana Mufon quite a bit. Pretty yeah. pretty well. Um Yeah. Yeah, I've made myself a part of the community. But we don't have any cool shit that happens around here, so... You mainly... Um, we
1: have a lot of UFO sightings in I Indiana. Mean, yeah, Lots of big
0: open sky. When's the last abduction you've heard come out of, like... Not a... Yeah. Anywhere around not here. Not a lot of abductions,
1: no. not yeah. a lot of contact, but a lot of UFO sightings. Right, I mean, yeah. Of course. Of here. Course. Yeah. yeah. Just nothing beyond that. Right. Um, My number one, speaking of heavy hitters, is ed kemper
0: that was my other one i had on the list yes excellent yeah
1: yeah that was that's my number one for this year for serial it's killers, like, it was my it first was, yeah
0: it was a it yeah. was a solid story for sure
1: yeah and i mean it was my first foray into covering a serial mm-hmm. killer ever and it definitely fucked me up a little bit but like dude i I enjoyed it so much. Like, oh, grief. I've done a lot of serial killers since then. like so, and I'm gonna keep keep churning out the serial killers over here. So, no, I like Ryan's gonna cover a serial killer oh, eventually, yeah. aren't you, oh, Ryan? Yeah. For 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 doubts, <laughs> for doubts, for sure, <laughs> no doubt. Um,
0: yeah, no, I, I like this one. I liked I liked his uh, his mommy issues. The that yep. man, it's just it was. It, I, I'm not, you know, I won't go like heavily into everything, um. But yeah, yeah, just and that was one, one, wasn't it, where he like invited the mom's friend over and then killed her too, and yeah. He just <laughs> yeah, also killed his his grandpa <laughs> or both grandparents, if I remember, right. and his grandma, yeah.
1: yeah, when he was a teenager. Just, I mean, nuts, man. Just, yeah, the story gets incredibly. Disgusting, yeah. Just like to a level a normal human being could never fathom. It just it gets insane, insane. And you know all the like horrific shit that he did. He still manages to be wildly charismatic. I when you listen to him talk, you're like, if you if you can separate it for a moment and pretend he's just a guy in a bar. You're like, I would like this guy. I get why, like, he was able to make friends with everybody. You know what I right. mean? Cause, like, he's charismatic. He really is. And he, his personality after he was caught is a big reason why we understand so much about serial killers now, because he was one of the first people that. The behavioral analysis unit for the FBI actually got to interview on a regular basis. And he, they learned a lot about the, you know, the mind of a serial killer yeah. from talking to Ed Kemper. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. That yeah, was a rough one, it is, but it he was. He loved
1: talking. It was a good, it was a good one. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So before we go, just I want to shout out some of the some of my favorite interviews that we did this year okay some of my some of my favorite fireside chats i i'm gonna say fred anderson all right yeah his book northern lights high strangeness in sweden it's out now and it's fucking fantastic go buy it for sure for sure i'm gonna say jeremy i'm gonna say jeremy vaney Mm -hmm. he's like a fucking brilliant dude had such a good conversation with him about, like, another way to look at, a, at alien encounters right. and abductions, which was really cool. I got to have... We got to have Joshua Cutchin on again for a second time. Um He just released his first fiction book, yeah. Them Old yep. Ways Never Died. And it's sitting on my desk right now. I'm still not all the way through it. I have, like, seven books I'm in the middle of. It's so good. It's so good so far. Um Rick Belcher had him on to talk about religion, and that was fucking awesome. Yeah, to uh, to get to just go to town on on religious trauma and all the crazy shit. Um, we also had Matthew Shang and Jonathan Dodd on to talk about the UFO sighting they had in Chautauqua County, New York, and that was super fun. Um, it was like if you like a happy UFO sighting. Go listen to I that, mean I they had a all fucking happy. great time with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Yeah. And my absolute favorite fireside chat that I did this year was with Cody Crowley. Huh? Yeah. Um just and definitely go follow her on everything. She has like endless good content and her novel, her debut novel called Here Lies a Vengeful Bitch comes out this August. Um, and that is it. That's it for uh, for the Fireside Chats. Nice. We, um, yeah. Also, before we go, I just, I wanted to say a special thank you to, like, dear friend of the show. Um, Such a dear again. friend. <laughs> Such a dear, it is, actually. I just said so many words in a row that my brain just, like, floated out of my head.
0: Dear friend you will so Also before yeah <laughs> yeah
1: you're going to laugh when you hear who it actually is because you'll know that it literally my brain just floated out of my head. Also before we go, I just want to give a special thank you to dear friend of the show Carly Latham cuz she has been an incredible resource for us this year. Um just helping left and right every time we need somebody, she's there to help and yeah yeah, Without she's it been out. fantastic this year. Yes, thank you. You want to uh briefly talk New oh, Year's shit, resolutions man, and then such cut it a out? long
0: episode. Yeah, let's see resolutions. <laughs> Cause I know if you're not Yeah. If you've made it this far, I I I owe you a total. <laughs> but I'm not gonna pay. But it's a thought Never. that counts for this joyous <laughs> holiday season
1: that's all right uh
0: yeah let's let's talk resolutions um, <laughs> okay
1: professional. professional so for the okay. show let's what's your uh what's your resolution for the year what would you
0: for the show specifically all right yeah so i would say for the show professionally um we will be uh we will be getting to the point of of putting in ads i know i know you hate that word We hate that word, but, uh, I mean, we've released a couple of hundred episodes without ads and we've been running for three years at this point. So, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I think, uh, I think it's, it, you know, we, we also need a little help being able to do this. Right. So, um, that, and, uh, so, I mean, you know, of course, pushing, pushing ads, just even, even better content. I think, uh, you know, so is 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 a plan, um, really focusing heavily on our Patreon and making that more of a community as well um, now especially since they have the free tier as well so you know, we're going to be doing a lot more with it Yeah. Um, again thank you everyone for bearing with us through the holidays uh, but we are about to start hitting everything very hard so I mean, we, have, we have big plans but I think uh, professionally I mean my goal for this year is to honestly to double numbers from last year Within yeah. the year, at least. And last year, we had a, quite a successful year. Good numbers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, um, we did. Yeah, we know, With numbers, year. yeah.
0: It was really, really good. And I want to double that. Yeah, I mean, we do that. Plus, yeah. get everything right else going. in will be sitting comfortably. And then Netflix or any other, uh, you know, uh, anyone else who wants to buy out the show, just get a hold of us. Yeah. Contact at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get in touch and, uh, we'll discuss numbers.
1: Yeah. Spotify, shoot us an email if you want to give us millions of dollars yep. for an exclusivity deal. And we will just let us know two, three, yeah. five years. We got you. Yeah. What about, what about you? Okay. My, my, uh, resolution for the year for the show is that we fully settle into a groove. Okay. Okay. I have we not we're, had. I feel like um, what I mean is, I feel like we're um, we've been for the first three years. We're constantly looking for ways to to add content to, right. and a lot of content is good, right? But I think what I'd like to see happen this year is for us to find find a a spot that we like being at and to to sort of steady out right there. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like find the exact you know, number of projects, the exact um schedule that those projects have and just you know, stick with that. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd like to see that that happen this year. I think I, I think it's a good plan. Again, Carly Latham, she has this uh, concept where she puts herself in idea jail, right? Because she has so many ideas going on for what to do mm-hmm. that things don't get things don't get done the way that they could if she would just stay focused on right. certain things. And I think like we could, I think we could benefit a lot from a similar thing, you know? Because you and I are con- we're constantly talking about like, what if we did this? What if we did this? We could do. When we do that, we could do this on top of it. That's why like, Ravenbrook is now a thing. That, and, <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm so glad it is, by the way, but I, I feel like if we let ourselves sit in idea jail a little bit, once we, you know, once we find exactly what we want to be doing every week, what we want to be devoting our time to, I think finding that, like, settling in to that, yeah. that's what I'd like to see happen this year. Okay. And double the numbers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. All right. Personal. <sighs> Personally. What do you, uh, um, piggybacking
0: off of everything we do and, uh, you know, put into the show, my personal goal, which is also a professional goal as well, um, is to build my online portfolio, um, and showcase basically my work as an audio engineer and producer. Um, alongside that, finish a project that I'm currently in the works for as um, soon as I get everything hashed out 100%. And, I mean, if I can do that plus build up my portfolio and everything, I mean, you know, like, obviously, I mean, dreaming big, like, yeah, I would love to take this full-time, um, but I also I want to be able to branch out and, and do other you know other things, like I'd love to work in TV and film doing audio and stuff like yeah. that, too, so I think getting my, uh, you know, just my my portfolio and everything like out into the public uh, public world, so people can come in and like see me as a person, all the music that I've done, and like compositions and stuff like that, examples of sound and um, you know sound design yeah. and everything. And so it's a uh, it's a work in progress for sure. It's going to take a lot to get there, but that's one of my one of my big goals for
1: myself for this year. Excellent. Yeah, I'd love to see that happen. For sure. My uh my personal resolution this year is to get out of the rental market. Um my wife and I's big goal this year is to finally buy a house. That would be also awesome. That's that's the big personal goal right now. We have like this dream of like a homestead, mm-hmm. right? Like couple acres, a bunch of dogs, get some chickens, grow some vegetables, you know. Collect your own Oh,
0: so, I want to do that so bad. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've, I actually just made my, uh, I actually made my first, um, sourdough starter yesterday. Nice. <laughs> to start baking my own sourdough. Yeah. So. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm pretty obsessed with the idea right now so that's that's the main goal for this year is to to get that house
0: i really really hope that that works out for you i mean yeah that would be that'd be huge
1: yeah absolutely i think those are some some good uh uh, good resolutions yeah i agree i agree and i think they're all they're all attainable Mm -hmm. so i i believe we'll get there um, before we go, I'd like to apologize to the campers for such a short episode. Yeah, I know. Today. If you came in expecting uh,
0: a long one... Ooh, sorry about you. Yeah.
1: Sorry, guys. <laughs> we just didn't have time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We just... We had to squeeze out something small, and this is this it. This is gonna be so fun and easy to edit. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right, well, I believe... That concludes the Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling 2023 year-end review. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all
0: the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook at campfire.totsau on Twitter. And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling.
1: And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at reverbnation.com/reverent. It's fantastic fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember campers, stay weird and trust but... in the unknown.